Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, D A D, and I'm joined not by Ollie Davis, but by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi, Pete. Hello. Yes, it's me again. Uh, it was supposed to be Ollie, but he's still feeling a bit ill and doesn't want to get everyone else ill in the week of WrestleMania, so he's staying home. Which is, you know, it's a, it's a nice, honourable thing for him to do. He's being sensible. He said that we would do it remotely, mm-hmm. and it would be me and him doing it as a remote podcast, mm-hmm. and I said, no, let's make Pete do extra work. Yeah, which is real, real great of you. Um, You're it was, welcome, Pete. It was really good. The last couple of days have been uh, really intense, really stressful. Uh, I've been working really long days, early starts, late finishes, and today I had nice and open. There was no uh, weekend Adam list because we've got WrestleMania review, so I was like, I don't have to write that today. That's great. Uh, all I really need to do, I can take some hours in the morning, need to come in, we just need to film a couple of things for some Monday Night War uh, episodes and stuff like that. It's going to be a real nice, easy day. And then on my way in, Ollie was like, hey, how do you feel about doing the AEW podcast? I was like, all right. <laughs> so I've got more work. Yeah. And it was it was my idea. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Luke. Well, you know, I just it think right. it's, it's, it's better than doing a... a, a uh, a, a remote podcast mm, for sure. Um, yeah, when, when we no, can I'm avoid when we can avoid doing them, I think it is yes. preferable that we avoid. Doing I agree. Them. It's good to use a studio, and it's it's dynamite. If if I was on the way into the office and you said, "Can you do the raw podcast?" I would have been like, Ugh. a bit more annoyed. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, I've just got some text messages. There's some very exciting text messages, though. Um, I can't. I won't reveal them. However, Pete, I Ugh. put up a tweet earlier. Oh, did you? So. It's March 31st today. Sure is. There's a joke in Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. uh, in which April Ludgate has, uh, she is the assistant to Ron, mm-hmm. and she uh, goes into his office and says, I know you. how you tell me to never book you appointments. And he's like, yeah. She says, well, I always tell people that I will do the, all of your appointments on March 31st. Mm-hmm. And he says, why? And she goes, because I didn't know March 31st was a real date. I thought March 31st okay. didn't exist. <laughs> okay. So all of his appointments were on that one date. It's a very, very funny thing. Right. So I literally posted up April Ludgate saying, 
because I didn't think March 31st existed. Mm-hmm. It was a funny, funny tweet. And then someone replies to it saying, this is the only day you can tweet this. Like, um, yeah. It, it, it's why I did it today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, I mean, you could do it on any other <laughs> I was going to say, you could really do that any day. But I did it specifically today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to reply to that person. That's the joke. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just, it's a Twitter meme, isn't it? That's that's the given phrase for the Twitter meme. of just being like, this is the only day you can post this. And it's anything with a date specifically mm. in the thing. That's the phrase that always people say. This is the only day you can tweet this. And then they get a load of retweets from people. And then someone messaged me being like, you can just do the knuckle trick. Put your fist together and on the thumb and then count the knuckles by the month. Each knuckle's the 31st. Like, I, know what the th- <laughs> I know that there's a 31st of March. <laughs> no, look, when you post a meme, that means that's what you actually think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it's a, sh- uh, a shorter intro and outro today because. Um... <laughs> Why, Luke? Why is it a shorter <laughs> intro and outro today? We were playing speedrunners. <laughs> <laughs> and... We played speedrunners too long. We played speedrunners too long, but you know, it's worth it in the end because I won. Uh, anyway. You won the last game. Yeah, and that's the only game that matters. Of course. Here is the show. Tony time! Tony Storm is all elite! And she was the debut here in the Owen Hart Foundation Cup tournament as the surprise uh, opponent for The Bunny. And she got a lovely, wonderful reception, and she seemed genuinely overwhelmed by this reaction. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, your real jam that champion. And I'm joined by the fakest man in the room, Chopper Pete Quinnell. The real jam that champion. Who has told me that he wants his new nickname to be Peanut. That's not <laughs> true, Luke. Uh... <laughs> I was really debating whether I was going to bring that up. But then... <laughs> Not brought up in the office, but I don't even know how we got to it. Where it was... Look, it's, I tell you what it was, it's because you and Andy were messing around with his bobble hat, throwing it around on the floor, and then Andy said yes. to you, pick it up. It, and okay. I said, did you just call him Peanuts? Yeah, that and was And then we it. all went, oh, that's a great new nickname for Pete. And then you said, and I quote, I love that nickname. I did please. not say that. <laughs> I said, for God's sake, I have too many nicknames. That's what I said. And also, we weren't messing around with the hat. Andy kept putting it on my desk. So I threw it back on so his desk. So you were desk. messing around with the hat. So then. I put it back on my desk. So I threw it back on his desk. So he put it back on my desk. So I threw it on the floor. So you were messing around with the hat. He was messing around with the hat. This episode is sponsored by Surfshark VPN. It is the Wrestle Talk Podcast VPN of choice. If you are in America and you're thinking to yourself, it's WrestleMania this weekend, I really am looking forward to it, but God, man, I do not want to use Peacock because it's more like P, but I actually want to use the proper WWE network. You can do. Surfshark VPN gets you access to the proper WWE network, which we still have here in this country for the time being mm-hmm. until we also get Peacock and I lose my sweet, sweet network. I know, it's going to be so sad. Also, it protects you when you're doing bank transfers and things like that because the internet is a scary place and people are trying to access all of your stuff. So head on over to the link in the video description down below or the one that's being posted into the chat by our wonderful moderating team and use the promo code WTPODCAST for 83% off and three months for free. I saw in the chat while you were doing that, I, I struggled to keep my laugh in uh, because I was just looking at the chat and obviously people were talking about the peanut thing. Mm-hmm. And then I saw someone just put P 
peat nut. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's so much worse. Oh, peanut. That, that sounds like a command, and that's not something I want to do, I'll be honest. Scary <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the main talking point we want to open with today is the latest in a long string of debuts that we have had. If, if, if you go onto the Rest Talk podcast channel, mm. um, we've got like all of our reviews, you know, and playlists. So you've got all the Raw reviews together, all the SmackDown and, and Rampage reviews together, the NXT reviews together, and the AEW ones. Basically, it's like every other week is X is all elite, <laughs> and then another like there'll be a week worth or something. And then the next one is X is all elite, mm-hmm. and it's just that we've had like. Keith Lee, Dan Housen, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott coming in. Sorry, well, Swerve Strickland coming in. And now Tony Storm is the latest addition to this roster. Uh, I am beyond thrilled because I love Tony Storm. I think that she is an incredible talent. One of those talents where you're like, can't believe WWE would drop the ball with this sort of person. Having said that, I don't think we ever really gave WWE enough of a chance for them to drop said ball because she had a great run in NXT UK. She had a pretty good run in NXT she came to the main roster, got a pie thrown in her face, and that was pretty much the extent of it. Yeah, I think they 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 didn't use her correctly. From her time in NXT UK was great. Her time in NXT was uh, like she lost a lot of matches that she probably shouldn't have, and it was a bit it missed. There were some good moments, some bad moments. Let's see her do a heel run though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then on the main roster, immediately go into a, a few with Charlotte Flair. That's great. Yeah. And it's about pies. That's not great. Uh, so it was, again, a bit of a mixed bag on that one. I, I'm glad that you're doing this show today instead of Ollie, because mm. um, he smells. Um, Mainly that, yeah. But also because he's ill, I don't want him to get his, his <laughs> dreadful lurky. Um, but you reviewed all of Tony Storm's entire time on the main roster as part of the SmackDown podcast with sure Tempo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it was a, there was, I think there was a week where all of a sudden she got a gimmick. Mm. And that gimmick was like, she's a rock star now. Mm. Mm, mm. hated that week because she did a promo where she was like uh, she just listed a bunch of like 80s music artists and i was like i have the heart of madonna and i have the the drive of this person and i have the the i don't know the whatever insert other good quality here and other 80s music artist here and it was just really bad was Mm. what it was um and then they were just like well she loves rock music that's the full extent of it. it. It's not what people wanted from a Tony Storm. Not run. at all. No. Now I, I, I'm very. And she got a pie thrown in her face. And she got a pie thrown. And she then, in fairness, she also threw a pie too. Well, she threw a pie. She also got pied in the twi- uh, <laughs> pied in the face twice, and then didn't do anything while Charlotte was standing in front of her. Was it? it was, she uh, she yeah. looked like a massive idiot. Yeah, basically. it wasn't good. Yeah. So. The, uh, the hope here is that we can get the proper Tony Storm, the Tony Storm that we would like to have seen, the kind of mm. the Tony Storm we did get to see in NXT UK, yeah. the, the Tony Storm that we fell in love with in stardom and, mm-hmm. and all the great work that she's done around the world because she is an incredible talent. She's got an, an amazing look. Mm-hmm. She looks like she carries herself like a megastar. And that's really, really awesome. And we'll talk about the match now uh, and then we'll kind of go into some thoughts afterwards. Because she came out here there wasn't like a huge sort of fanfare about it. They were, you know, promoted throughout the show. Surprise opponents, surprise opponents, surprise opponents. It had been reported in the week that she was in talks with AEW. Athena, the former Ember mm-hmm. Moon, was also in to- uh, talks with AEW. So it was going either going to be one of those two. I think most people had figured it was going to be Tony Storm. There were Tony Storm signed in the mm-hmm. crowd, and she got this really great reaction coming out. They cut to this guy who's almost he's just basically going. Yes! <laughs> 
<laughs> he was so happy to see great. her. Great. Yeah. Delightful. You love to see it. And then she genuinely looked like she was going to cry. Yeah. And it was like it, uh, all the emotions just hit her to be like, oh, this is this is a great feeling. Like this mm-hmm. is the sort of crowd reaction you you kind of work towards getting, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think it was uh, it, it was like a hard switch between I'm going to let my emotions come over me and then she gets the ring. She's like, wait, I need to be serious. And then kind of went, <laughs> went back to serious face and was, I was staring off against the body. But occasionally you saw like the, those bits of emotions like coming through. And that, that was really sweet. Um, yeah, great reaction for her. I will say, oh, I hate to be the one that brings up the criticism immediately. Um, I would have preferred them to like make more of a deal about it. For example, unlike Keith Lee's debut, the bit although it was going to be a surprise entrant, and he had Isaiah Cassidy in the ring, like hyping up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Keith Lee's music hit, and he goes, "Oh God, I've screwed up. Crowd's going nuts. Commentators going nuts. Oh my God!" Whereas this one, the commentators were like midway through a sentence. Tony Storm's music go, "Oh look who's here!" It really it's was Tony Storm. Like a, it's Tony Storm, by the way. Well, yes. cool. And yeah. that was it. And it wasn't really built up to be more of like a, "Oh my God, it's Tony Storm," because she is that kind of talent. Mm-hmm. She's someone who could literally not just be the top of the women's division. She's one that could, you know, just be top of any company. She's that good. She's great. And I, no, I, I do agree with you on that. I, I did think that it was like a. That's, that's why I said earlier, like, it didn't feel like there was a huge amount of fanfare mm, to yeah. it. Not to say that it was downplayed. No. But it wasn't, like, it, it didn't feel like some of the superstar debut reactions that they have given us with, say, Swerve Scott, or you mm-hmm. mentioned Keith Lee there. Yeah. Even to an extent, Danhausen. Like, yeah. With Danhausen, like, with the, the spot that he got in the Orange Cast of the Adam Cole Lights Out match. Uh, but like pushing that negativity to one mm-hmm. side, uh, she then had a pretty good match there with the bunny. She got to do all of her usual uh, shtick and stuff. The bunny made her look really good. The bunny was going out of her way to like make t- Tony Storm was the star here, so mm-hmm. she was going out of her way to make herself look really good as well. And she won with the Storm Zero. And afterwards, and I've watched this back quite a few times. She wins the match, and then she's just again like that emotion kind of like comes over us, and she goes laying on the ropes, and she just says, "Thank you." Mm. And it was oh. And it just makes you love her all over again because she she is that sort of talent. Absolutely, yeah. And the Storm Zero uh, turned into a power driver version rather than the kind of like the Tiger Driver that she was doing in in WWE. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like that variation. Uh, and I really liked. I think the match started off a little bit slow, but once it picked up, it got really really good towards the end. Really good stuff. Also, there was a great sell from Tony off a super kick that the bunny did, where she just like planked and just just fell backwards it was delightful and that was off the back of a no sell as well yes. so like yeah, 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 the yeah. bunny hits this super kick and she no sells it does like the whole like ah yeah. and then she hits another one but don't tree falling in the woods like straight uh but yeah so it was really good i thought it was a by the end very good presentation mm-hmm. for her she has now qualified for the owen hart foundation uh cup tournaments yes and they announced on rampage as well that sky blue is going to be taking on jamie hater mm-hmm. and Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm mm-hmm. have had some bangers mm-hmm. in the past. So I almost feel like them announcing that for Rampage was their way of being like, oh, hey, Marks. Oh, by the way, you're going to get this in the tournament as well. Because <laughs> yeah. like that came up and I was like, hey, oh, brilliant. Jamie Hayter getting something to do. Like, that's mm-hmm. really good. She can have a really good run through this tournament. And then I'm like, <gasps> what if they're on the same side of the bracket? What if they're on opposite sides of the bracket? Mm. Like, there's some really nice like teasing and stuff in there. Yeah, for sure. I'm 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 excited for the future of that. I thought Tony looked great in her debut. Really happy she's in AEW. Good stuff all round. Uh, just thinking of the future of Tony Storm in AEW, though. That's what I was going to come see yeah. next. Yeah. Uh, Ollie mentioned this in his edited review as well. He doesn't have the faith that AEW will not Ruby Soho 
Tony Storm. That is exactly what I was going to say. I haven't seen Ollie's review yet, mm. but I was literally almost about to say word for word. We did say this about Ruby Soho when she came in at All Out. Like yeah. she got that amazing reaction, the emotion got all like it was like pouring out of her, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, look, that's a superstar right mm -hmm. there. Like that is finally we're getting to see the Ruby Soho that we wanted to see in WWE, but that we didn't really get, and then we haven't really had anything with her since. Like she had the run with Britt Baker, which and they headlined the New York show, mm -hmm. and now she's she's won some matches on Dark and Dark Elevation. Face Jade Cargill, yeah. Well. And it's, yeah, she got to the finals, I think, of the, mm -hmm. of the TBS tournament. But it was just like, yeah, it's, it's not been the most inspiring run. Like, I made the argument on a, a previous episode, I can't remember how long ago this was now, but like, of the three big debuts on that show uh, with her, Cole, and Danielson, you kind of look at what Cole and Danielson have done, where they're on TV every single week, and Cole just main evented a pay-per-view, and Danielson has based like he's been on every pay per view they've done since then. He has been in multiple different types of feuds, as has Cole, for that matter. And I don't think you can say the same for Ruby Soho. No. And there is always the argument when it comes to AEW and its women's division that this could just be the tournament, mm -hmm. and then that might just be it. Yeah. It's not like she'll still be there, but it's not going to be like. I mean, I'm. I want to be proved wrong here. Same. I want to be proven wrong, but it's, eh. It's it, yeah. it's hard to find the faith in the company when they have done this for the past three years. Absolutely, and I think we have a lot of goodwill when it comes to AEW for a lot of stuff they do. The women's division is not one of them, unfortunately. unfortunately. They have a, quite a bad track record with their women's division. So, as great as it is that their women's division is getting more and more of this really good talent, they need to use them properly. They have so many good wrestlers already. Utilize them. They just need to use them better. Yeah, like multiple, more segments than the ones that we get at the moment. Like Ollie made the point last week, it was all of the women's stuff was condensed into a 15 minute segment. Mm -hmm. At least here it was like spread out over the show. I was going to say, Ollie mentioned in his edited review, which I think is a little bit unfair, saying that it was always the 15 minutes of women's stuff. And he, in his review, said it was all, did all the women's stuff in, in a very short section. I was like, that's not what happened on I, the show. I, I, think, I think they spread it out a bit more. Yeah. There was a bit, it felt slightly more even, but it is a case of there's just one women's match. But at least, you know, Thunder Rosa actually got to cut a promo this week. Thunder Rosa did a promo, so that's nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I suppose you can always say it's baby steps with this company, but like, but, but you know, it's, it's not enough. I, I don't think it is enough. And, and it's, I no, I do agree with you though. I don't think it is enough. And I think it is a case of, yeah, this company's only three years old. And like, I remember when me and Ollie always used to, to rag on AEW for its portrayal of women's mm -hmm. wrestling, people would be like, oh, well, it took WWE 20 years to get to that point. I'm like, well, yeah, but that AEW's not, didn't start in the 2000s. Yeah. It started in 2019 yeah. when women's wrestling was. A much bigger, much bigger deal yeah. than it was, say, in two thousands, uh, North America. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. like, it's, I, I don't think it is good enough, but I'd like to be proven wrong. As would I, and I'm hoping that with this uh, Owen Hart Cup, that I said this about the TBS tournament as well, that this can kind of be the kickstart of showcasing more women and getting them more featured more regularly because at least they'll have the tournament the tbs tournament i thought was actually pretty solid the tbs tournament was very good and i like made the a way star they... out of jade it did but it hasn't been uh followed through is what i mean like since then it's been like jay cargill has been great yeah everyone else from the tbs uh, tournament yeah, is fair. like uh they haven't really sustained that level of featuring women all the time yeah. that they can have you name then. many of the other people that were in the tournament outside of like ruby got to the finals but 
um, Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. and Nyla Rose were in it. They were, I think yep. they were the final four. Uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa uh, lost because Mercedes Martinez debuted. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I, 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 you know, again, pushing that negativity to one side, looking at the positive side of this, thumbs up for Tony Storm. Because when, you know, she were, she got her release from WWE, she was one of those times they were like, man, I hope that AEW pick her mm-hmm. up. I remember, was it, it was in Five or Six report about Athena, where they were like, there, there was some interest gauged between AEW to Athena, whether she want to come in, but it was never like heavily sort of pushed for, right? Like that's no. kind of what sort of, and that's, I think that is kind of says a lot about AEW because then you look at Keith Lee, mm-hmm. whereas like the report, uh, Keith Lee said in an interview that he basically got the phone call the following day. Yeah. I think it speaks volumes. It certainly does. But in a vacuum, in a bubble, this debut was very good. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's get into your ultra chats and see what you thought of this episode of AEW Dynamite. Micah Traub says, I'm tentatively 
excited for Tony signings. They definitely gave her more of a welcome than most women. However, Mercedes shirt isn't even showing up in the store and it hasn't been fixed in weeks. As a pandemic era fan, I don't know most of these signings beyond their names. It's been a real issue for me to watch um, dude after dude signed with much fanfare while women like Marina were slipped quietly into the dark without as much of a graphic. Still love this company, but do better. Jam it up, bros. I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, yep. wholeheartedly agree. Yep. Uh, Kevin says, I need Moxley's hoodie. Take my <laughs> money, AEW. While watching Brian versus Utah, I realized that Brian is actually my favorite wrestler of all time. That match slapped. Show was really good, even if the focus was on in ring quality rather than advancing stories. Yes and no. Yeah, I'll talk more about the advancing stories later. But yeah, I'll also say that match slapped. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, DR. Hey, yo. I may be biased here, but I thought, uh, but that Utah Danielson match was fantastic. So happy for Wheeler. At the same time, my God, that was brutal. Regal being on commentary was the icing on this violently delicious cake. Love you guys because I can jam that jam. Yeah, I agree. William Weagle was <laughs> such a shift on commentary. It was delightful. Uh, Hannah Allen says, Here is $7.50 of my finest australian dollars i love australian dollars keep sending them in i'm not ollie who's gonna hate on currencies australian uh aew is live a load of love boys i'll be there wrestlemania weekend how fudging cool was the batman for fudge sake the deleted scene bloody swears you guys fudging rock you make me so happy lots of love we love you hannah allen haven't seen the batman sorry Uh, and lastly for now Charlesburg. i'm glad punk explained what that gesture meant i thought maybe he had diarrhea Mm. i'll wait till you to fight someone not named brian danielson see if he actually gets over because brian danielson can make the great carly look like bret hart jam that jam it's a fair point but i'd also say that wheeler has already had some very good matches uh elsewhere in aew history so yeah uh, actually, I'm going to do uh, a couple more here because they are related to Tony Storm. Uh, the Rick Petch says, Agree with Ollie. This feels to be one of AEW's weaker periods of TV. Women's segments are really lacking, being compressed, and I didn't like that main event segment due to being bored by AHFO versus Sting and Derby. Loved Sting's clothesline on Jose on the ramp. And Ten Russell said, was so incredible seeing Tony Storm. She did so good and hats off to the bunny as well. I want Regal out on commentary permanently. He's a global treasure. Love Meltzer saying Cody might be back out of Mania, the WWE deal. If he does, hilarious. Brian Uter, yes, Punk is great. I've missed that. I've missed that as well. But if it's Shane O'Mac against <laughs> Kenseth, I missed that. the greatest thing ever. Hold on. Cody Rose. Do you know what? I'm going to go to WrestleTalk.com. See if they've reported it. That's the real reason why Shaman Man's returning WrestleMania. That's just for the Hall of Fame, apparently. Yeah. Um. Well, he explains why he's not surprised about Cody. Where was this news? Where was this news? Huh. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. If someone can keep an ear to the ground, perhaps. Um. Right. Anyway. Let's go. Oh, no, sorry. This episode is sponsored by Surfshark VPN. Get yourself an excellent VPN service, and Surfshark is the one to get. It is a superb service. We all use it here in the WrestleTalk offices. It's how I've got HBO Max. Shh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Shh. It's like when I uh, got the WWE Network before it launched over here by using uh, it was a different VPN, admittedly, mm-hmm. and um, you have to put in an address. Like mm-hmm. an American address. Yeah. So um, I just Googled Walt Disney World Resorts. 
that that is my address. <laughs> Amazing. I'm very surprised you didn't do WWE headquarters. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I literally, I was like, the first American street I could think of yeah. was like, Walt Disney World Resort. <laughs> what's, the, what's the address of that? What's a postcode? <laughs> Uh, and I'll just put that in. Uh, but yeah, it's an excellent service. And if you use our uh, link in the video description and the promo code WT Podcast, you get 83% off and three months free. Hell of a deal, that. Hell of a deal. Right, let's talk about this episode of Dynamite. For me... Huh. So, what, what did Ollie score this episode? 70%. And he thinks it's one of the weaker periods of TV. Yeah, and he said that it was like a decent filler episode. He said that some stories were advanced, but it was... It was fine. Uh, the women's stuff he said was bad. Basically, like, the, the treatment of the women's vision is still bad and needs working on. And said... What was it? He said that... Uh, Blackpool Combat Club is still amazing and the best thing going in ever and said that oh what was the thing he said that their biggest stars right now don't have the titles he is such a moron he is lad. and he said the titles feel secondary because they're not on their hottest stars currently I have no idea what he has got against Hangman Page. <laughs> he hates him so I much just, absolutely but it's, it's blinded him yeah it's blinded him to like the reaction that Hangman Page gets every single week, and I've been like, mm-hmm. well, he's not a star. She <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel like a star at the moment. It's, uh, yeah, I, 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 but the point I was going to make there is that, like, you know, uh, I was saying that this is one of the weaker periods of time. We had that ultra chat that said this feels like the weaker period of TV. Mm. I mean, the 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 thing that we've got. Uh, the poll running it's got it's massively like weighted to five out of five mm. so people really enjoyed this episode but i am sat here being like okay punk versus caster was really good jay versus moxley was really good fcr versus the ass boys was really good danielson versus Utah was really good the undisputed uh elite segment was really good bunny versus tony storm was really good the main event was really good yeah how are people sat here being like what an average episode of the show <laughs> like it's I think AEW has spoiled us in terms of like constantly putting out like episodes that are like great match, 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 really good in-ring segment, really good promo segment, really good promo segment sort of spattered in. That we've now become accustomed to that as the standard. So that Nat now feels like an average show. Yeah. And I think sometimes, genuinely, I prefer these kind of episodes Same here. where you just have some really good wrestling and the wrestling furthers the stories because that's what AEW does. They focus on the wrestling. I prefer these kind of episodes to sometimes to some of the big blow away episodes with the huge angles and the everything else. You can't do this every week. You can't do them every week. And sometimes I actually prefer these stuff because you get really good matches from pair ups that you didn't know you wanted. It's And like every match had a point. Every match furthered a story. Yep. And I... I would much rather that than watch a two-hour show which has got short wrestling matches and pointless segments mm-hmm. and things that don't really go anywhere. Yeah. Like, this is a, a really well-put-together show. And it's I used to say this when I was back in my film reviewing days about uh, the MCU. Mm-hmm. The MCU is a four-star movie factory. Like, every movie you go out, you're like, it's probably going to be... It's probably going to be the next four-star movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they end up being five-star movies. Sometimes they are not. Doctor Strange, for example. 
I think is a probably a two star movie. I disagree. But like, okay, which is fair. I like it. <laughs> I think it's pretty butt. I like the way that he overcomes Dormammu, and it's not just through combat. That's and good. Big yeah, yeah. And the way he outsmarts a villain is like that makes sense. He's Doctor Strange. It is good. It's four minutes of a two-hour movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, the big, <laughs> it's a big deal. It's coming over, overcoming the big villain. But the point is that, like, I and think the visuals we, are great. We often sometimes take the MCU for granted to be like, oh, look, it's another four-star movie out of the yes. MCU, and like, then that almost feels like that that becomes the the cookie cutter template. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, great, it's, it's another four-star movie. But like, really, if you kind of take a step back, you're like, oh my god, we're getting consistently four-star movies out of this uh, this movie studio, and that's what I think with Dynamite here. Like for yeah. me, this is a four out of five episode, and it's the uh, the next four out of five episode that we've had like since i don't know 2020 mm-hmm. great like every single week i'm just getting consistently great television yeah i i really don't have that much to complain about uh on no. this episode there wasn't anything that i thought was particularly blow away amazing no. there wasn't like you know an angle of the year or anything like that i don't think there was a match of the year contender no but there was some really good solid wrestling that was a bunch of fun to watch and it furthered some stories Ollie great so jaded uh we did kick things off with cm punk versus max caster man what a reaction punk got my first note is huge pop for punk oh, yeah. damn yeah so so good really really good match this mm. probably not as good as the dax match last week but, no you know not many things will be um <laughs> it's amazing punk hit a pile driver and the anaconda vice for the win not pile drivers tonight it's like every Ooh. match had bloody one of them it's great um uh yeah it was a good match i thought the caster's uh rap promo at the start was, was pretty good talking about always. Uh, will smith you know, mm-hmm. timely references, pop yes. culture and whatnot. But the the killer line was at the end where it's like, I'm going to make you crap your pants like a Z-Pack. Mm. Very, very good. Very good stuff from uh, from Caster. And also, I like that Max Caster looked quite good in this match. Mm. Got a bit of offense in against Punk. Helps elevate him up. Helps elevate the acclaimed up a little bit more. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, big fan. Uh, and then he cut a promo after the match saying that he doesn't know who the champ is going to be. Mm-hmm. But he said specifically after next week. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. It is, because I think Battle of the Belts is... Is it April 6th, Battle of the Belts? That is next week. That will be next week, yeah. So yeah. I wonder if, like, on next week's show, they're going to announce it's uh, Paige Cole, Cole. too. Yeah. And that will be at Battle of the Belts, which I think is, like, on a Sunday or something. Sure. So, technically, it's, you know, he, like, a proper Palpatine does. <laughs> Sorry, he proper Obi-Wan does here. What I said was true from a certain point of view. <laughs> um, but he is going to come for the title. That's what his whole, like, what uh waste motion he was doing last week meant mm-hmm. absolutely which i really enjoyed tony shimani being like so are you gesturing around your waist <laughs> what does that <laughs> what mean is, what does that mean what could that possibly mean punk please explain what you mean with your hands when you do that and punk was like come on tony yeah. <laughs> you're smart than that well, apparently uh, it's the 16th is 16th of the belts so it's a couple of weeks yeah come on, um, punk. come on punk well they, okay well three, two out of five episodes 70 <laughs> percent. <laughs> um but uh i thought this was a really good babyface promo from punk uh, my note at the end of this segment was, he's a bit good, isn't he? Great lines in this, man. It's about mm. like he's got the grey in his beard. And by the time his AEW career will end, there'll be a lot more grey. I've got scars on my head. But by the time my AEW career ends, there'll be a lot more scars. And by the time my AEW career ends, I will be AEW world champion. Oh, that was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, MJF was backstage with FTR with... Um, What's his name? Smart Mark Sterling putting mm-hmm. up sort of like posters to block Wardlow from coming into the building. Wardlow's been banned. And FTR were wonderful in this segment here. I thought this was a great night to be an FTR fan. I have heard a lot of people being like, oh, uh, you know, I really like FTR as heels. I don't know if they're going to work as a babyface team. I'm one of them. 
They're going to be amazing baby faces. Are you kidding? I'm so wrong. I I am unbelievably wrong on this. They are going to be such good baby faces. That I think the one time we've ever seen them as baby faces is in the triple threat match with DIY and the Authors of Pain, uh, NXT Takeover. Orlando, don't quote me on that. Uh, when they did kind of like the team ups between the members of the revival and DIY, like trading finishes and stuff, and that was just a little hint of babyface. And I went, they're gonna be such good babyfaces one day, and we've never saw it again until now. And I am pumped because I love FDR, and I think they're gonna make amazing babyfaces because they're really good wrestlers, aren't they? Just oh. and like the passion they've got for this, and like Dax, you know, he sort of goes a bit solemn. He's like, you know, Wardlow was our friend. And like, you know, I, I think what you're doing to him at the moment is wrong. And then MJF just like, look, guys, I don't want to say this, but he was talking a lot of mess about you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what we're going to talk about. Absolute scumbag that MJF is. It was yeah. awesome. And then at the end, he's just like, when you're the pinnacle, you're on top. And they reluctantly put their hands in. But Dax's selling of all of this was mm -hmm. so, so great. He's a really, really good actor. He's fantastic. Uh, we then got Jay Lethal versus John Moxley with Justin Roberts announcing that Jay Lethal is from Elizabeth, New Jersey. I popped. I popped, man. I thought it was really good. Good work, Justin. Mm. Uh, another really, really good match. This there was a couple of amazing near falls uh, mm -hmm. from from John Moxley because they've been telling the story with Jay Lethal. He lost to Cole, and he lost to Oh, man. Who else did he lose to? He's lost to another big name on TV recently. He lost the TNT title match and he mm -hmm. lost the ftw championship match as well it's another name yes. i am missing everyone I, I think that was that was it wasn't it? i feel like there's another the name he's had on tv recently which he I lost thought that was against starks no it was but like he lost against con he had another match on tv that he lost i can't remember which one it is now i might be thinking of that one to be honest Maybe. um and then he had this promo on rampage where he's just like i don't know like he literally was saying that i came in with a lot of fanfare and mm -hmm. not a lot has happened since I'm so, saying Sammy Guevara, yeah, we mentioned, yeah. Yeah, Sammy was the other one. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. Um, and then it was, um, so they kind of added a lot of intrigue going into this match as well, because this is another big name that he's going up against. They were throwing it a lot heavily. It's like this is a former AEW world champion up against a former Ring of Honor world champion. And there's a massively long Ring of Honor championship run that he had. And yeah, he got some wicked near falls in this, particularly when uh, Moxie went to do the bulldog choke. And he reversed that for a near fall. And then when he hit the elbow drop as well, mm -hmm. I was like, man, it, I, Moxley sold those near falls so, so good. I'm liking that they're now telling a story with Jay Lethal as mm -hmm. opposed to oh, him yeah. just kind of being there. Um, just kind of having the name value of being Jay Lethal. Now they're actually doing something with him. Granted, the story is he's going on a losing streak. He's not the best story around, but it's something. And it's him saying... You know, I've got to, I've got to change my ways. I've got to change. Some, something's got to change. Was the, uh, the, uh, the line that he had from his yeah. promo on Rampage. Him not being able to win the big matches is something that's hopefully going to lead to a change of some description. Jay Lethal, when he can actually start getting wins, because now he's being treated kind of like as a, as a legitimate, really good wrestler rather than just being around. Yeah. Uh, this made him look great, much better than I think he's been presented in AEW thus far. And this is leading to something hopefully good for him. 
Um, just to clarify as well, because I, I, what I did want to double check on this, uh, he's not on a losing streak. Well, okay, he, 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 but but no, but to your point, he's not winning his big matches. That's like, what I mean. He's yes. winning all of his enhancement matches on mm-hmm. dark and dark elevation. Yes, but then when it comes to the big moments, mm-hmm. he is buckling under the pressure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So That's I think what that, I mean uh, the losing streak on TV. Yes, I think there's a, a really really interesting story to be uh, to be told there, mm-hmm. and I loved that, and, and I thought Moxie looked great in this as well. Sure did, and I really liked the. Uh, Mox didn't take the handshake beforehand. The handshake, the whole Ring of Honor thing with Jay Lethal, didn't take the handshake before. Beat him up one, then shook his hand afterwards. It was like, I like that. Yeah. Then we got one of the women's segments that wasn't in the 15 minutes, which was Marina <laughs> Shafir getting a video <laughs> promo. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. I'm Marina Shafir. And then it made to- so much sense later mm-hmm. on. I was like, uh-huh, uh huh. That's, that's why that was there. Yep. We then got FTR versus the Ass Boys uh, with FTR wearing these Scott Hall inspired jackets, which mm-hmm. were really, really sweet. Yep. And MJF comes out for commentary, and Dax is sending around, like, oh man, I, wish, I really wish this he did. guy. I really wish he wouldn't come out for commentary. Mm. Uh, we talk a lot, and we have done over the last few weeks, about how good Dax Harwood is. Cash Wheeler, man. Oh. Do not be sleeping on my boy Cash. He is delightful. When he got that, that hot tag and rap, he was so great. Both of them are amazing. And there's the, it always flips. You go one week and you're like, man, Dax is so great. <laughs> yeah. And then the next week you're like, oh, Cash is so great. They are. They both have such an upside to them. I can't wait to see them as fully-fledged babyfaces because I think they're going to do an amazing job. The Ass Boys did a great job of like selling all of their stuff mm-hmm. as well. Interestingly, I really like this little wrinkle to it. The Ass Boys doing a lot of like FTR style tactics mm-hmm. when like it was Cash who was getting worked over, so he was going to like make the tag, and whichever one of the Ass Boys it was gets the tag in and does the slide round them to cut mm-hmm. them off from their partner. Some really really nice little wrinkles in mm-hmm. there. Also, I made a note here that I've been so impressed with AEW's ability to have. A team that's turning babyface, mm-hmm. being FTR, against an out-and-out heel team, with the heel commentator rooting for the babyface team, and all the dynamics still make sense. Yeah. That's... How do they manage this? And there's also a babyface running that distracts the babyface team later on, and that still also makes sense. How do they spin all these plates at the same time? I'm genuinely really... I'll tell you how they do it. It's because they're actual characters <laughs> and not, yeah. you know, two-dimensional, just like, they, d- they don't have one note about who they are. Early day South Park, they're just like crate paper things just moving around. <laughs> the um, yeah, MJF on commentary was was very delightful because like, because the ass boys kept cheating and MJF started being like, look at this cheating. Like, this yeah. is... <laughs> Aubrey Edwards, the worst referee ever. How she letting this cheating go Standing by? against the, the immoral, like the, <laughs> the immorality of like cheating. I thought it was really, really funny. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like towards the end of this match, Wardlow makes his way into the building, beats up a load of security guards they get That was in. great. One that just... Oh. And Max is screaming, like, these security guards suck! Like, get better security guards! And eventually the security guards do manage to stew him, like, you know, loads of them pile on and drag them to the back, and that leads to the big rig for the win with FTR. Um, and, like, MJF, immediately not not paying any mind to it. Like, he just walks down to the ring, pretending that everything is absolutely fine, and he goes to raise the hand of FTR, and they, again, begrudgingly get on board. They, they initially kind of, like, Dak kind of slaps MJF's hand away, and he's like, like... Stop letting this Wardlow thing affect our match because they got distracted from Wardlow coming in and nearly lost, mm-hmm. and then managed to come back and hit the big rig and win. So he's like, "What are you doing? Like, stop having this distract us." And eventually, MGF kind of talks him around, and they celebrate together and they walk off. So leading still that kind of long drawn out 
FTR face turn. It's going to happen, and I'm excited. I'm so curious to see what dynamic they'll do during the Briscoes match on Friday. Mm, yeah. Very curious. Mm. Do you think they're winning? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to win the tag straps. Yeah. Uh, got a great video promo for Hobbs versus Lee, which will be the main event of Rampage this week. Ah, uh, yes, please. Uh, that sounds exciting. Ah, uh, uh, yes, please. <laughs> oh, I'm and, uh, I'm excited. You're going to be reviewing that, aren't you, Luke? I certainly am. I certainly am. It's going to be me and Ollie doing the SmackDown and Rampage review this week because um, coming in to do the WrestleMania live reactions, and I was like, I'm a, I've got a hotel booked in London. Mm -hmm. That may as well come in now. Yeah. Um, we then got a promo from the Jericho Appreciation Society. Do you have a point you want to make here? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I have really mixed feelings about the Jericho Appreciation Society. Mm. I think being sports entertainers in AEW is a brilliant heel move. So good. That's such good heel heat to be sports entertainers. You know when Ollie complained that they should have been sports entertainers when they wrestled? Where's the long rest holds? Where's the over-the-top posing and all that stuff? That I disagree with, because then you're just doing sports entertainment, which people don't want to watch. That's the, that's the point. You <laughs> Having... don't want to have bad matches. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really into Eddie Kingston, as always. I'm into Santana and Ortiz, as always. And Jericho Appreciation Society are good. I didn't like this reveal of the doing the things behind the curtains again, and they were there because they messed up the framing, Luke. They had Hay go, go across the curtain, and his arm was in the way, so you couldn't see anyone there. Just, you need to just position yeah. it better. They did it with Daddy Magic as well, uh -huh. because like he does the, there's no one behind this curtain, he like, reveals a bit. He's standing in the way mm -hmm. of the camera. Jericho even says, like, I think we need to let people see. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, the framing did leave a lot to be desired, mm. but I had a proper giggle mm -hmm. at this. Because, yeah, if you last week... Uh, Daddy Magic and uh, Cool Hand Ange did the whole, like, are they going to be behind these curtains? Mm -hmm. They're not here. And they weren't there. And they did the same thing again last week. Daddy Magic did it. And then Jake Hager is just like, guys, I am telling you, <laughs> I am going to pull back this curtain <laughs> and they are not going to be there. Once I have revealed this curtain, you will see that it is empty for there will be no one behind this curtain. There is not a chance in hell that there will be an Eddie Kingston. Oh my oh, God, no! there's an Eddie Kingston here. <laughs> really, really made me laugh. Okay, so that, I think, the reveal, even with the bad framing, it was still a nice little reveal, and they had, like, a big brawl and stuff, and that was fun. I I felt like this beatdown segment did not need to be as long as it was. Quite long. It felt like it went quite long. Uh -huh. And Babyfaces beat him up originally. They stand on top. They're setting up for the Street Sweeper. Uh, heels come back. They stand tall. And then Kingston gets whipped with a belt, and then they beat him down some more. And I'm like, I feel like a couple of these minutes could have been shaved off and given to either another match or a women's segment, you know, something. It just felt like it went a bit long, that's all. It was good, it just went a bit long for me. It's one of those amazing things about Dynamite, when I kind of, like, you know, I sit, I've, the show finishes, and then I've, I've done all my notes and everything, and then I start going about my morning to, like, get myself ready to come to work. I'm just sort of, like, replaying things in my head. And I tend to think it's just like, wow, okay, you know, like, first match got a lot of time, the Jay Lethal match and Moxie Tyler got a lot of time, Danielson, you got a lot of time. FTR and the Ass Boys got a lot of time. That main event got a lot of time. Actually, Storm and Bunny got a lot of time as well. And then at the same time, I'm like, and that Jericho appreciation segment went really long. How yeah. do they cram this into two hours? And it never feels like overstuffed. Uh, picture and picture ad breaks. I don't even think it's that, though. And good pacing. Maybe it's that. And no recaps. 
but I, I do think you're right. Like this, this did slightly go too long. Yes. I think as as a beat down angle, but it did make me really, really want to see Kingston and, and Santana Ortiz make a comeback. Yeah. So like they are doing a really good job of making me want to see them get their heroes win. I am curious because they've really put over commentary is really putting over. Oh, the numbers game. There's too many. He- there's too many of those bad guys. Then Jericho appreciates. It. There's only three of them. There's five of them. Do you think that's building to like? more allies for Santana North East of Kingston or do you think it's just like they were just playing up the heel dynamic Man, if they bring Homicide in like as like another guy like I mean I was about to say you bring in Homicide and Hernandez and you have like a, a super <laughs> LAX like both versions of LAX in one team LAX 2.0 I mean I wouldn't be against it it would be I interesting mean, say with Hernandez because actually you know what I mean I was a proper mark for Supermax back in the day I really sure was I proper was yeah. this big old border toss don't give a toss where you land mate mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be alright I'm sure <laughs> uh, Mark Sterling told Jade Cargill that there were two options for her 30th win and so he went with the biggest option possible the librarian Lever Bates and Lever Bates walks in as a whole like shh and <laughs> goes like oh sorry <laughs> or as Ollie called her in his review Levi Bates <laughs> Delicious, I d- delicious sauce. I, d- I, d- I don't like to call out Ollie a lot about the stuff he does, but I thought that was quite funny because he quite often gets people's names wrong and he can't spell or pronounce a lot of things. Bless him. Yeah. Uh, but Jade Cargill, because she is... She's not a babyface, she's not a heel. She is certainly just Jade Cargill. Yeah. And for Jade Cargill, it's like, this is a joke. Mm. Like, Sterling is 100p a heel. Oh, yeah. But Jade doesn't feel the same level of heel that he is. So she's like, this is a joke challenger. This isn't good enough for me. And then he's like, okay, well, option B then is Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like really sort of quite worried about that. Because like, it's, 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 it's the MMA fighter. And I, you know, I think, oh, sorry. Are you not confident in me? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see that he doesn't want to say, no. no. <laughs> it's like massively put Shafir over as well. Mm-hmm. But Jade didn't sell like fear on it, but that didn't downplay any of it because like you had that's what you had Sterling there for. And she's like, Well, you bring your Marina Shafir mm-hmm. and I will go about doing my business. I thought this was a really, really good backstage segment. This was great, yeah. Uh, because it kind of has come out of nowhere, it could definitely have come off as just like, Well, that was a bit weird and random. But the fact they played the video package earlier, showcasing Marina Shafir. And the selling of the segment between Sterling and Cargill really made this work for me. Absolutely. That video package really did help. Uh, Danielson versus Wheeler Utah snapped the beards off of each my other. My God. This Bloody was, this hell. My match of the night, personally. Yeah, do you know what? I was going to say it's FTR and the Ass Boys, but I think it might have been this one. Particularly Utah was so oh, good. Like God. Danielson is always great, but man alive, Wheeler Utah in this match. It was so good because he had uh, William Weagle on commentary, yep. which was amazing. He is so good at his job. That job being putting over the people in the ring. Every little thing he was picking up on, like, little calls that Excalibur was making, and he was just expanding upon that and being like, ah, yes, good call there, Excalibur, when you called out the... Man in the mask. Yeah, Good call there, man there, man in the mask. And then he... he... I like you. Yeah. I like you. That's a, that's a great point. You see how he, he how he dragged his hand back there, how he, how he pulled his hair and, and exposed the neck on that, on that little hold, and just did these little things that made it feel so much more real really played into the whole gimmick of the Blackpool Combat Club but for some reason I always want to say Backpool whenever I say <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club um, it, I, it just made everyone feel so legit and not only was the crowd getting into Wheeler Utah that made Utah feel like a big deal 
it was Regal saying on commentary, you know, 22 years ago, I watched a match from Brian Danielson and I followed him because of that match. And now look where he is. I'm seeing the same thing right now with Wheeler Utah in that ring. And I'm like, they're making Utah feel like such a big star from the presentation in the match, from Regal on commentary, the crowd organically getting into him, Danielson doing it his best to put uh, Utah over. This was legitimately a star-making performance. I completely agree with, with everything you just said, Ben. Like, and it was... Yeah, the, the whole package here was superb. And like playing off in the tag match that they had a few weeks ago where they went out of their way to make Wheelie Utah the star of that match, did the same thing here. Danielson, man, he's just, he's so great. And Wheelie Utah, it was just some of his transitions and stuff. And like the point you made about Regal, just to uh, clarify as well, because there will be some people who haven't seen your SmackDown uh, review where you would have said, oh, it was the NXT it was review, the NXT one. where you said Rillian Weagle. Rillian Weagle. And it's only because just two seconds ago you were like, Ollie says a lot of names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice the irony. You, you did it on purpose. I just wanted to make it yes, out that you did, did do that on purpose. I did. Um, but no, like, I, I, th- I thought Rillian Weagle on commentary... Because he started off this match, you know, being like, Brian Danielson's the greatest wrestler on the planet. I think he's absolutely amazing. The more he watched this match, he was just like, oh, that's really good. That's actually, that's really nice. Oh, yeah, what he did there was really good. Mm. Oh, that's very special. And then by then he was like, I'm a Wheelie Utah fan. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an awesome performance by Regal. Yep. And I just, I love him walking out every time he sees like, Mr. Ross, Mr. Shivani, always a pleasure. Man in the mask, nice to see you too. It's just... <laughs> Oh my god, he's so great. He's so good at his job. I love him so much. Uh, when Utah transitioned, uh, transitioned out of the cattle mutilation into in the elbows of his own, mm-hmm. this place came unglued. They loved seeing Utah, and I did as well. It was because Danielson had only just done his own elbow beatdown, and then Utah transitioned it back into his own elbows. I was like, yeah, get him, Utah! <laughs> And then Danielson, almost offended by this, <laughs> <laughs> then then killed him. You know, was like he, does. he goes to do the steppies, and Wheelie mm-hmm. Utah hocks the biggest loogie possible and spits in his face. As massive like Bret Hart to Vince McMahon mm-hmm. spit in the face, but he did it up in the air. Could have easily just fallen back on his face. Yeah. But he go right into Brett Danielson's face, and he was like. Oh, okay, well, I'm just going to step on you really hard then. Hold on. Oh, you're going to spit. Hold on, two seconds. <laughs> it just absolutely stomped the piss out of him <laughs> and then hit a cotton card driver <laughs> and then locked in the lapel lock for the win. Like, oh. he was already out when he locked in the lapel lock. He was like, he I'm locked- just going to murder you. <laughs> he murdered him after the, the steppies. He was like, I don't think I'll pile drive you now. <laughs> and then I'll do my submission hold. Oh, my God, it was amazing. It was I loved really it. good. Uh, what a match. What so a good. match. And this was one of those matches where when people were saying like, oh, you know, it was a filler episode, it didn't really advance the story. And I'm like, this is advancing all of the story with Blackpool Combat Club. With the whole story with Wheelie Utah potentially coming in, Regal becoming a fan of him on commentary, telling a story through a wrestling match. Give me so much more of this, please. 70%. Um, <laughs> good video package for Derby versus Andrade. And then we got, I really love this segment, mm. the Undisputed Elite. That is now their team name. Mm-hmm. They are the Undisputed Elite, which I don't love. Um, I don't think it... Uh, I think it's better than Paragon. I disagree. I think Paragon's better. Yeah. Yeah. I like Undisputed Elite. It's okay. I think I would it's have It's not preferred... snappy as era, though, which is why... No. I mean, it... it it's the elite name, which I suppose is the point. And they get to do but... UE still. Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't love it, but you know what? It's one of those things. I'll just get used to it and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but they come down for their championship celebration because they took all of the belts last week. They took Hangman's belt and they took Jurassic Express's belts on Rampage. 
And this was pure, goofy heel, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. Mm -hmm. And it was so, so entertaining. They came out, they do their full entrance. Kyle gets to do his little guitar thing with the belt. And there's a box in the corner that's got party supplies written on it, mm -hmm. top secrets. Yeah. And Adam Cole's like, oh, what's this? And Kyle's like, oh, look, I've got something for us. And he brings the box in the middle of the ring, and he opens it up, and like five balloons come out. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's great. That was very good. Because the crowd originally popped when the first couple of balloons came out. They're like, oh, cool, something's happening. And then it's just like a couple of balloons just go, two, oh, oh, oh right. more balloons. And then a whole of honesty, they're like, yeah, yeah, party time. And they were cutting this promo scene like, you know, uh, Paige and Jurassic Express aren't going to be here because they're embarrassed by what we did to them last I week. Ju I just, anytime anyone says, they're not here tonight, I'm like, yes, they are. <laughs> but you know, but in fairness, Jericho said that last week with Kingston. That's and I was, like, I was like, well, that sports the main event. And then yeah. they weren't there. Yeah, that's true. So I did actually think, like, oh, maybe they're not going to be here tonight. Now I'm just mm -hmm. going to do this segment straight. Well, as, as straight as you can do with Cole Riley and a fish. Yeah. And Riley then starts cutting this promo. And he gets like too lightheaded because he had, and I believe this is a direct quote, too much Shabhagna backstage <laughs> and he had to sit down. And so Bobby Fish takes over and is like, what well, my friend is trying to say and yeah. cuts this promo. And then Paige's music hits. And I love Bobby Fish so much. He's the unsung hero oftentimes of this group. On the mic says, why are you playing his music? He's not here. <laughs> And uh, then Paige came out in JBL's car for some reason. And it's got the horns on the front, hasn't it? He came out and beat the piss out of these three lads. So this, for me, was where the segment wasn't as good. Because Paige just beat up all three of them. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Jurassic Express came out and then beat up all three of them. And I was like, oh, all right. The heels got their comeuppance. Yeah. But you didn't need to have one man beat up all three of them. But it made him look awesome, though. And it he made your, them it, look bad. It, it, I, would I, argue. I don't think it made them look bad. They that, got blindsided. That's, that's what I got from it, was that they looked bad. I thought they got blindsided by it. I think you can easily make up for it. And they did escape all of the moves. And I was like, it's not like we haven't seen them escape the moves before or get beaten down in these sorts of segments before. Like, Cole escaped the buckshot, which was good. Definitely agree that he should not have hit that. But just before, like, Hangman just kind of ran wild, hit a fallaway slam on Cole, did, like, big springboard clothesline to the other guys and knocked them all to the outside. And I was like, I mean, Paige's getting a lot of offense here, and they're doing nothing mm. at all. And I was like, they're kind of bad. Like, that that was the vibe I got leaving the segment. I was like, oh, they're kind of not very good. Yeah, rather, than, okay. rather than Paige looking good, it was them looking bad. And I, th I think it, 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 it crossed the other line for me. It's interesting, because I actually thought everyone came out of this looking really great i actually thought they came mm. up both great as obnoxious heels and jurassic express and page looked like the big superhero baby faces i i thought this was an awesome segment um but maybe ollie is right maybe the hangman page isn't a star <laughs> i'm not disputing that that is undisputed luke uh thunder rosa got to cut her promo that she didn't get to cut last week i don't know why they just let her do this in texas where it would have got a bigger reaction yeah but hey you know them's the cuts i guess she wants to be the face of all women's wrestling mm -hmm. she got and she had a really nice line in here about how like i'm not a pillar i'm a foundation mm. that was really really nice because that actually then played into nyla rose's promo later on which was so good mm. uh ftr cut a promo as well challenging the young bucks to a match to find out who really is the best tag team i really enjoy this because 
I think Ollie's right in his review here when he said, FTR challenges the Young Bucks. I'm sure it's going to be a great match. They're challenging to see who's the best tag team, who aren't the champions, or contending for the titles. Because the best tag teams should probably be the champions. <sighs> Which, like... No, like, I, 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 as an argument, I totally get. But they are arguing themselves. Like, every tag team thinks they're the best tag team on the planet. For sure. So... It's not AEW are telling you that this is the best tag team and the Young Bucks are the best tag team on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, commentators will make those arguments. And, you know, the, but the wrestlers themselves, every wrestler says they're the best. Adam Cole said he's the best wrestler on the planet. And yeah, Red yeah, yeah. Dragon said they're the best tag team on the planet. Like, it's what everyone says. Yeah. I don't think I fully buy that. Fair enough. I think this is, and this is the whole deal of their feud spanning back all those years ago, which is who really is the best tag team on the planet. For sure. And neither of them were tag team champions when they were doing that. And they weren't even in the same promotions. For sure. I think it's a it's a fan perception that they are probably two of the better tag teams in the world. But they can't all be they can't be tag team champs forever. Of course they can't. And I think that having the few to determine who is the best tag team in the world should probably be a champions. That, rather but, than but they're not they're not That is just their pride saying that. I I don't think it is because it's playing off a fan perception that they are the best tag team in the world and you should have the feud in kayfabe in the company. It should be about, you know, the, the subtext behind it can be the fans believe these are the two best tag teams in the world. We're going to find out who the best one is. But in reality, in kayfabe in the company, they're not because they're not the champions. Does that make sense? I mean, it does. I just don't buy it. I, I, I don't buy it as an argument, uh, uh, really. But perhaps, you know, people will say it's just my AEW bias shining through, maybe. I, 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 I don't <laughs> and know. maybe but... I just hate wrestling. I just, I just don't buy it as an argument. Uh, the Bunny and Tony Storm had their match. Then Nyla Rose got to cut her promo. And good cri Tony Khan, I know you're watching. <laughs> as he always does. As you, you always do. Yeah. Um, so if, if you do happen to have made it this far into the episode, mm. just dump Vicky Guerrero from this act. Yep. Nyla Rose does not need Vicky Guerrero as her mouthpiece because I think, if anything, Vicky Guerrero is dragging down Nyla Rose. Because Vicky Guerrero cuts a promo that is just, eh. And then Nyla Rose grabs the mic and cuts the promo. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, now I want to see the match. Because Nyla Rose is really, really great. Nyla Rose is such a good promo. And she's been proving that every week. Anytime she gets time to talk, she is so good. Have you seen her Twitter account? She is a must it's, follow on Twitter. It's great. Uh, so yeah, I think that yeah, Rose is being held down by Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero is not needed in this act. I don't think she adds anything. I think she detracts. Nyla Rose needs to be by herself. Really does. Uh, and then in our main event, Andrade, El Idlo, and Darby Allen beat the piss out of each other. Mostly before, Crikey. mostly before the bell actually sounded. Oh yeah, big brawl. Man, nice one. Andrade, dang good. He looks massive as well at the He's moment. He's really put on some like. Some proper poundage, all in muscle, by the way. And they were like battering each other around ringside. There were lots of like, really awesome spots around that. And then the actual match itself was also really, really great. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of Andrade being the bigger guy, like swatting around with a much smaller Darby Allen. But Darby has got this intangible quality, you might say, where he has got that plucky, never give up attitude. Mm -hmm. And when he got into that slapping match with Andrade, it was so, so great. And the key to it is Andrade was never... like He didn't lose that slap match because he's the bigger guy. And it was that mm -hmm. final slap from Andrade proper took him down. But Darby gave him such a good fight in it. Uh, in the end, uh, Butcher and Blade ran down and beat up... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Jose tried to run down first. 
and then Sting stopped him. Then the Butcher and Blade ran down to beat up Sting, and then there was a big dive onto them, and then Andrade hit the Hammerlock DDT uh, for the win. So Andrade, I would say, finally picks up a big win on TV. Desperately needed Desperately this win. needed. And I think it was definitely the right call to have him win here. And I think you can still... It, Darby's still somewhat protected with the, with the distraction, um, because Darby, he didn't really need to jump uh butcher and blade it's because they came down and beat up sting that he was like i need to rescue sting so he went out and kind of dived onto them to try and take them out kind of thing so darby almost distracted himself more than anything mm -hmm. um and then andrade just capitalized on that and uh and got the win which was great um so yeah i, I like it I, I i do hear the argument we had we had this in ultra chat earlier talking about how like i'm kind of sick of seeing darby and sting facing mm -hmm. up against these guys i mean the feud's not it's been running what since probably february it was probably the first time andrade was like the little kid and like wanted to bring uh, him into yeah. like so they haven't been feeding for i mean they've been feeding for a long time but it is a storyline that they have changed up multiple times over because andrade then you know was joining hardy and he had like, the big hardy split the jeff hardy like uh debut and stuff so i feel like it is a storyline that has gone on for months but it has had multiple twists and turns in the narrative that it hasn't felt like this has just been the same thing week after week. I think the sentiment probably comes from the fact that they've had multiple big matches. Yeah. They've had multiple, like, you know, we had an eight-man tag, we've had a six-man tag, it was on pay-per-view. And, and now we had another eight-man tag. had another eight-man tag, and now we've got Derby versus Andrade. Like, these are all, like, the big, what you'd expect to be the blow-off matches to this feud, and then the feud has carried on. It's probably where the sentiment comes from. I don't think it's actually been that long, like you, I, I agree, but it's just that it feels like we've reached the climax of the feud, Granted, because the narrative has then changed and things, but we've had like big blow off matches and then the feuds haven't blown off, essentially. I think that's probably where the sentiment comes from. A uh, bit of an update as well on the Dave Meltzer thing. Mm -hmm. So Andy messaged me to say that it's uh, fake news. Uh, he never actually said that. And uh, someone, uh, Rob, one of our moderators, has shared the tweet where it came from, which is someone saying that uh, he believes that Cody Rhodes will be at WrestleMania and said that people are close to him saying that it's possible he will back out of it. But. Uh, some people say maybe he said it on Denise's uh, prediction stream, but uh, Andy's saying that it's nothing else that he's been able to. Better well, it's there's a video of it apparently. Okay, so it was on Denise's video. It was on Denise's, Denise's um, prediction stream apparently. There you go, Andy. Watch Denise's prediction stream. Get yep. that quote up, mate. Uh, Reety Ho, uh, let's get into your Patreon shoutouts, yep. Pete. Yep, I didn't forget them either. These ones are very uh, It's actually very as important well. as well because they're doing amazing work as usual here, and we need to shout them out because we have got the greatest moderating team in the history of live streams on YouTube, on Twitch, on the BBC, anywhere in the entire world. I challenge anyone to find a better moderating team than the one we have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it as well, they rule. And, they I'd like to very and I'd like to shout out Amanda. Andy. Brandon. Chris P. Chris R. Gregory. Jean. Les. Nad. And Rob. Thank you, guys. You are the backbone of this place. And honestly, it would probably fall apart without you. 100%. Because we got a, a rowdy bunch of people this, watching this these streams. This chat would not be <laughs> anywhere near as good if the moderators weren't here. It'd be any, if anything, it'd be like the fight chat. <laughs> like the fight <laughs> <TV> chat. <laughs> oh my god, that <laughs> stuff is awful. Oh dearie me.
Right, where is our moderator? Do, there do, it is. Do, do, do. I've Go got it. Chats. I've got it right here. Got it. Right. Nope. Scrolling, scrolling, Black scrolling. Combat I've Club. got it. Evil Wizard said, William Regal is the Stephen Fry of pro wrestling in the Blackpool Combat Club. It's the most dangerous thing to come out of Lancashire <laughs> since Eki Thump. <laughs> Love you guys. Jam that jam. Evil Thank Wizard. You. That is my ultra chat of the day. Thank very you very good. much. Uh, Kevin says, I'll eat my humble pie, Pete. I somehow forgot that you indeed can advance storylines through a match. By the way, Ollie said that Brian didn't shake Yusuf's hand because he didn't fight hard enough. My take on this is because Brian is still a heel and Moxley is still a face. 100% agree. This, this huh. is what I'm saying. It, it's it, it's what I was mentioning earlier about the, the dynamics still making sense. Moxley and Danielson are still two separate people. They make their entrances separately. When they're tagging, they tag together, get business done, leave. Like there, There's no, like, you know bromance between them there's no like oh huggy huggy we're the we're the greatest friends or anything they're still currently there's been no face or heel turn from either of them they're just fighting so danielson is still a dick and moxley is still has that kind of level of respect to him uh 10 said, i want to be regal when i grow up incredible scenes yuta brian moxley miro in the g1 pretty please good luck this weekend lads it will be fun cough bit 52 cough Feeling the FOMO big time here in Melbourne, Australia. Can't wait for the live reactions. Love you. We love you, Tenrosa. Thank you, Thank as you. always, for joining us on these streams. Bobby G, hey, guys. I had a thought while watching the Lethal Moxie match. Jay joins the Blackpool Combat Club. Thoughts? I don't know if I want to see that, I'll be honest. I would prefer it to be more of the, the Wheeler Utahs and the Daniel Garcia's, more of the younger talent that... Moxley and Danielson, with their established names, can foster and help create stars out of. I don't think Jay Lethal needs that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see it more being Lethal going back. Well, not back to Ring of Honor, but like mm -hmm. you know, when Supercard of Honor comes to an end, he goes down and challenges the winner of Gresham and Bandido. Mm, that sounds fun. Probably likely going to be Gresham. Um, do you want a hot tag over? Indeed. Tails P said, uh, "Do you think AEW setting up Jade's first loss?" To blue pants. Also, seeing the real eye of the storm reminds me how much I miss Kevin's package pile driver. Yeah, Storm Zero. Yeah, now the pile driver version. Big fan. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I don't think uh, Jade's first loss will be to blue pants. No, uh, I would be stunned if that is the case. Uh, Omar Hosue said, uh, "I understand not having much faith in how AEW books their women, and I agree. But I do feel that the, uh, the deeper the women's roster gets, it'll become undeniable and force TK to see how it's portrayed and book them better because of the talent at hand." Now, this is halfway through the ultra trap, but I am going to stop without reading ahead mm. because I disagree. Have you seen WWE's roster? It is possible to completely mistreat an entire roster. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Aside from that. Ever since FTR had their Toronto match with DIY, they've been my favourite tag team, and seeing them in AEW and all the work they've done, slash are doing right now, makes me very happy. Babyface FTR, potentially managed by Brett, is gonna be amazing. Oh yeah. Can't wait for that. Uh, the Raven Effect has been a member for eight months in a row. There Thank you is. so much. With a great name as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk about Bret Hart coming in to manage FTR. Do FTR really need him though? They look amazing. Don't think Nyla needs Vicky either. Completely agree on the Nyla Rose thing. I think with Brett, it's a case of like, it's just it's for FTR. It's it's mm. more for them as people mm -hmm. to be like, oh my god, I'm being managed by Bret Hart. I I do genuinely think as great as FTR are and as as big as stars as they are, I still do think they get something from being managed by Bret Hart. Mm -hmm. There's still the the oh my god, it's Bret Hart and FTR. There's there's something there. There's that yeah, connection yeah. there to to make it meaningful. 
Um, Bacon Rasher says, Hi lads, Ollie has turned into such a WWE mark waiting for Cody. Dynamite was packed with great in-ring action, and as a wrestling fan, that's what I want, along with story progression. Four out of five show. PS, LIW is fine, of course, and I want that Blackpool Combat Club hoodie. Me too. Yeah. Here's, a, here's an interesting uh, tidbit as well. When they first named the Blackpool Combat Club, I was probably the only person in the planet that went, I don't really like the name. Uh, I think I was to Stephen Larson's podcast. I'm not sure they were massive. I can't mm. quite remember. I don't want to quote them on that. But I do remember hearing some people think it wasn't awesome. Mm. We also had someone say, Mr. Bean being like, oh, Regal's got a connection to you. But I was like, oh, he's quite famously he's from Blackpool. From Blackpool. <laughs> uh, I will say now, though, it has most certainly grown on me. It was just at that initial reaction. I was like, ah. And then after that, I was like, actually, it's pretty good. Um, just to go over the poll, which we didn't do oh, earlier yes. either, 47% thought this was a 5 out of 5 episode, with Ooh. 39% thinking it was a 4 out of 5 episode, and oh, yeah. 10% thinking it was a 3 out of 5 episode. So that is huge. Mm, massive. Massive. Massive um, it is. Four Dude 630 said, uh, in the same way WWE has numbed us to incoherent and terrible excuse me, TV, uh, AEW spoiled us in so much amazing TV that I'm pretty sure most full spectrum of wrestling-based TV is way beyond off. Anyway, her name might be Bunny. However, she is a workhorse. She is doing such good work in making other people look awesome. For sure. Anthony David Brewer said, Imagine Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, and Mox and Danielson versus Jericho Appreciation Society. That could be how Garcia <gasps> joins Moxley and Danielson at the Blackpool Combat Club. That would be cool. That's, that's good. I like yeah, that. That's real good. Zachary T. Robinson said, uh, How appropriate the blue pants got called Levi Bates in the edited review. <laughs> Great little Freudian slip, Ollie. Really enjoyed AEW this week. Give me Soho versus Storm in the Owen tournament, please, and thank you, Jam That Jam. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. There you go. Owen oh, Scullified here said, so pretty sure it's in Denise and Meltzer's latest podcast. Yeah, it was Denise Salcedo's WrestleMania predictions. If you want to go check it out yourself, you can do it over at Denise Salcedo's YouTube channel, mm. which is always full of wonderful stuff. There's another great video over there of uh, SmackDown Showdown. With <gasps> I me still and, haven't with seen your one yet. Me and Tempest. It's weird. Denise, <laughs> Denise said it's the hardest she's probably ever laughed in her life. That is all due to Tempest. Is it really? That. that is all Tempest doing in the lewd round <laughs> at the end. That is all Tempest doing. So watch till the end because it is very funny. Uh, Ten Rosa as well, also mentioning the Denise video there. Um, again, it would be hilarious if it is Shane. Imagine Cody shows up at Supercard of Honor <laughs> to be the co-owner. <laughs> Uh, Harry Nelson said Logan Paul said on his podcast with Dana White that he's looking to do WWE full time thoughts <sighs> look I he, okay I will, here's what I think here's what I'll say about Logan Paul when the Gronk came into WWE mm. my reaction to that was ah oh, couldn't care mm -hmm. don't, don't care because I don't watch the football right? no so, I, so I, I've no idea who this lad is. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And then he comes out and he's wearing these suits and he's doing this dance. I'm like, well, he's a prick and I, and yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul is someone who I've never seen. The only thing I've ever seen Logan Paul do is all the stuff he's done in WWE. So sure. that is pretty much my only frame of reference. However, with Gronk and with Logan Paul, what I can appreciate is that, yeah, I don't know who they are, but loads of people do. It's Bad Bunny, isn't it? I've never heard a Bad Bunny song, but I recognize that he is a massive name. So if he's going to be working with WWE full time and he's all right at it, fair play. And I get, and I'm hoping then it really pays off for WWE and it brings in an audience that they might not have had previously. I, I, I have stopped. I've been trying in my reviews and comments about wrestling lately 
to not talk so much about business decisions and what's a good business decision and what will impact the ratings and stuff like that. I'm, I'm more trying to focus on what makes a good TV show. Is this a good wrestling show? And Logan Paul is a guy who, personally, I'm not a huge fan of. However, the stuff he's done in WWE, I think has been pretty good. He's a really obnoxious heel, and he makes a, a good person to beat up. And he seems to want to, or enjoys being beaten up by mm -hmm. the babyfaces, which is more than I can say for some other people that have come into the company. So that's... That's a positive for him, I guess. Absolutely. Um, the Jam One Jambeard said, "So the guy who gave us Wrestle Talk's worst storyline in the Ollie Authority thinks that the great stuff in AEW is bad. Surprise, surprise. First, Hangman is a bad champ. Then Lee lost in the shuffle, and now women are boring. Make Ollie review NXT instead." Hold up. Are you saying the Ollie Authority was the worst storyline we ever did? Because the numbers show that it was the best thing we ever did. Just saying. We were all on the um, oh no we, were, we were, no we were on the rest talk channel at that point weren't we yeah the numbers would have been inflated by that nope <laughs> <laughs> it was just us being great uh, Kevin said so hang on Pete beats Luke fair and square at the Royal Rumble Ollie wins an interim belt mm -hmm. Luke beats Ollie for that then claims to be the real champion the words of Luke are himself what a baby face this is what I've been telling you Luke since you won this title I've been telling Luke that he's a heel. Pete, it just winds you up. <laughs> You're such a heel. Pete's the interim champion, I know that. You won with the jam in the jar. Did which is not which is not a heel move, Pete. It is a heel move. To win with money in the bank is yes. not a heel move, Yes, Pete. that's why the money in the bank, since, like, since baby faces have started doing it without it being a heel tactic, it's been bad. What? Yes. Are you high? No. <laughs> the money in the bank is inherently a heel thing to do. Yeah. When they just started treating you're, it you're, like... You're, you're absolutely right. When Dolph Ziggler used it and what that and got that amazing baby face pop, yeah, it really was. He's a, a heel. And it was a baby face moment. Because people him. wanted to see him win. All right, okay. So when CM Punk did it on Batista, when he was a babyface, when they started treating Money in the Bank like it was a babyface thing to do to sneak up behind your opponent and cash it when they least expected it, it's bad. That's a heel thing to do. I'm sorry. I, that's a hill I will die on. That is a heel tactic. And when they they initially, when Money in the Bank was first introduced, it's better when it's a heel. That's what they did at first, because it's a heel thing to cash in and not earn a championship opportunity. That's the point of it. That's it's not why it's a heel thing. Ed, I, no, I think that's wrong there, Pete. Tell me you weren't watching wrestling when the Money in the Bank first came around before without <laughs> telling me that you weren't watching wrestling when Money in the Bank first came around. <laughs> that is not the case of Money in the Bank, I'm afraid there, mate. Case being <sighs> the operative word there. Uh, Jesse Venable said, Hey guys, Monday Night War has been one of my favourite segments to watch on PFK. Cheap plug. It's been a fun ride over the years watching the Rest Talk crew grow. I play my GMO too, and the power cards and free agency are the two biggest difference makers in the game. Good to know. We're still figuring it <laughs> yeah, out. We really are. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing on that game. Uh, Tails P, hey Pete, if your championship is the real championship, does that mean that before facing you or Andy, Adam has to win a championship contenders match? Also, is there 0% chance Seth comes out of here and I said, I hear your battle cry starts playing? Oh, because it, well, yeah, it's not going to be Kenny Omega. No. Um, he signed an extension with AEW. Sure uh, I mean, and Adam won the jamble. He won the jamble. Yeah. yeah. A Andy won one jamble, Adam won the other, which is how they both have shots at this. Uh, Andrew Fergan said, all hail our tribal Pete. Not an imposter. That is all. Correct. And wonderfully, um, Benjamin Gabriel has become a member. 
Excellent work. Thank, Thank you very so much. much. And Dart Train 24, happy birthday, Peanuts. It's not. Please stop. <laughs> peanut, peanut, peanuts. Hate all of this. Thanks, guys. Do you know what I don't hate? Surfshark VPN. Click the link in the video description down below or the one that's being shared in the chat by our wonderful moderating team. Get yourself 83% off using our promo code WTPODCAST and three months extra for free. It's a great service. WrestleMania is this weekend. And if you're not in the UK or a place where you can get the proper network, this is a great way to get the proper network experience. You don't have to deal with Peacock's utter balderdash. Yeah, why didn't you think the last game is the only game that matters? It's not, I mean, I know not that you won like 15 points in a row. I, I did do that. But how did you do in that final game? I didn't win, did I? <laughs> I, so, I scored one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I scored all three. Yep. Fuming. <laughs> was doing well good. It's on the run of my life. And then Luke was like, one more. When really, we should have gone before that last Easily game. Easily should have gone before that last Definitely game. Definitely should have gone before that last if game. If we'd have gone before that last game, the intro and outro would have been... Five, seven minutes longer. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, we were already a little bit late when you said, let's play one more. Because we'd all had later lunches. Exactly. Because we had some technical issues this mm -hmm. morning. Technical issues have plagued us this yes. week. Uh, you know, we I'm, I talked about it on the Raw podcast, the, uh, the camera situation, mm. people taking SD cards home. And then on Wednesday, when you and I went to go shoot, uh, no, uh, shoot um, my GM, shoot mm -hmm. the Monday Night War, we got the camera and there was no lens for it. And nope. we're like, well, where's the lens? It's like, well, I'd have taken it to drafts. <laughs> Why? He knew we were shooting today. <laughs> and then I got to drafts. And what did I find? Adam had three lenses there. Oh. I'm like, Why did you need? Why did you need all three of these, bud? Mm. He's like, which one do you want? What do you, what do you mean? Which one do I want? <laughs> I wish we were better organized. <laughs> With equipment and who has it and when. I know, I really do too. Uh, I've got an email here that I would like to read, however. This is from Craig, uh, who says, Hi, Luke and Ollie. Also presuming he also means Pete. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say it's March 29th. It's a glorious day. Not only is it Ollie's birthday, but it's my birthday as well. Apparently strong, handsome men are born on March 29th. First of all, I'd like to thank you and all the team for what you do. Your content is with me on a daily basis, and it's the most enjoyable part of my day. This past weekend, I took my son to a WWE house show in Kitchener, Ontario. It was so enjoyable to see my son cheering and booing different wrestlers. Not a lot of people rag on the Miz, but I've got to say the amount of effort he gave in that house show was amazing. Like it or not, there's a deep respect there performing in front of a crowd that spent their hard-earned money on tickets. Now, I'm just going to stop you there, Craig. Mm. Um, I don't think we should just be saying, like, wrestlers did their job. And <laughs> <laughs> we really should uh, show them respect for that. I think we're, we're past the days of like Kevin Nash looking out the curtain being like, how many, oh, we've already got their money. Like, we don't need to try here. Mm -hmm. I think like every wrestler would have done that on the, on the show. I mean, possibly. I mean, I, it's hard to know without being there, but I think putting in the amount of effort, you know, maybe, maybe he went the extra mile. Maybe he did a really good promo and got the crowd riled up or something. I doubt not it. Not everyone can do that. I doubt it. Uh, the most surprising part of the show was that Veer Mahan came. He actually showed up and did a few spots and left proof. I've got, provided a picture. Thank you for all you've what? done for the wrestling community. There he is. What? Well, he's been wrestling on main event. Well, yeah. Loads. But, yeah, but main event doesn't count, Luke. Yeah. Neither the house shows, really. I guess. No, not really. But also, wow! Thank you very much for that email. Um, I haven't really got time to talk about BFAB's OnlyFans thing that her publicist emailed me, but... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I 
want to, though. Did you not hear about this? Yeah, I want to talk about it oh, on right. the show because it's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk about it with Tempest on tomorrow's show. Mm, because yeah, it's, me and, it's me and Tempo to Yu-Gi-Oh! tomorrow doing the, uh, the Teams of Nick show. So please tune in for that. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.